0: Welcome back. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity in tech beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you can get them and keep them. Snack Walls is powered by San Diego Code School, a social enterprise committed to developing tech equity through our groundbreaking apprenticeship program, backed by a profitable tech services company. Our business model is to bring diversity into development by putting early career developers on appropriate level projects with our oversight providing companies with quality engineering services at a significant cost savings. So I'm going to throw it over to our special guest today in a few sentences. Tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Hey, Mike. Thanks a lot. Uh, great to be here. My name is Mark Kahn. I'm the general counsel and vice president of policy for Segment. We are B- a B2B SaaS company based in San Francisco. Uh, we help customers, companies with a lot of uh, Customer data uh, that they've acquired directly from customers, so first party data, get a better understanding of that data. So if, whether you interact with a uh, given company through a website or a brick and mortar location or an iOS app, an Android app, what, however you interact with them, it's, uh, uh, those companies will have a better understanding of uh, uh, of you as a customer.
0: Awesome. I hear data rules the world. So you're you're in charge right now. You've got everything. you got everybody's data. So that's good. Um, so I'm hearing from a lot of tech leaders that they're having a hard time finding diverse talent and and that that's a challenge. So what are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it it is definitely, it's a challenge. Uh, it's a challenge to find talented people, uh, uh, throughout tech. Um, I think when it comes to diversity in particular, uh, I think it's, it's, it's where you look as part of it. Um, folks, tend to look in their own networks uh and don't necessarily um uh aren't inclined to reach beyond that and um so i I, there's there's definitely diverse talent out there um but you but but if you just kind of keep to the people you know it becomes it becomes sort of a a little bit of an echo chamber um in terms of uh, who you end up talking to so i think what i've found is is that um the more you, when when you're looking for talent uh, and looking to hire new people, uh, the more that you can uh, get the word out to organizations and folks who you may not regularly interact with. Um, the, the 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 more diverse talent pool you will get, and then uh, you know you bring in the more diverse talent for interviews. Uh, it's necessarily going to to lead to uh, you know more employment opportunities, um, which. Of course, I think as, as, as you've described, um, you, you, you know, sort of uh, what you guys are up to, um, uh, that's, only, that's only the beginning of the story. Uh, getting folks in the interviews and even hiring folks uh, is a good start, but you also have to uh, spend energy and effort and, and really make a commitment to make folks successful.
0: Yeah, that's a big piece of it. That a lot of folks they miss that. And I like the spin that you're putting on it from a company's perspective. Cause I'll, I think a lot of early career developers are thinking, How do I get on the radar of a company? And I always say it's networking. But in that networking piece, it's it's tough if you're outside. You're not in that same circle, right? So,
1: so uh, I- absolutely. Yeah. If you're it's uh networking is huge. I mean I tell I tell folks, yeah. You know, uh, of you know, course, I interact mostly with folks interested in getting into the legal career or uh, in-house in, uh, in-house lawyers at tech. You know, I said, you know, look at the jobs, apply for the jobs. But the way to get it, you know, we're getting inundated with resumes. Every time we post an opening, you know, we get, you know, a dozens, hundreds, whatever, a, a, a huge number of resumes. And even getting noticed is really hard. And so I tell people, like, the network is hugely important. you got to. Um, apply for the job through the website, whatever, but if you can, if you have a connection or can somehow get connected to ideally the hiring manager or the recruiter, um, and get at least ensure that your resume gets looked at, That that is, that is a big part of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Got to be on the top of the pile. So, so let me ask you this. Do you think an apprenticeship pattern might work for tech roles?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Um, I will tell you again. I'm going to speak speak from my experience on legal first, which is um, we have uh, we this summer. Segment's legal team is relatively small. We're about seven seven people. Um, This summer, we've been able to bring on an intern by partnering with our law one of our law firms, our corporate counsel um, at a law firm called Goodwin Proctor. And we uh, this is part of a consortium consortium of of Tech companies called the uh, uh, Tech uh, Diversity Collaborative, Law and Tech Diversity Collaborative, um, <laughs> which is a bunch of tech companies, small and large. I should get you the official name because I'm butchering It's a mouthful. It. Um, all right, it's a mouthful. <laughs> so. It got started by uh, uh, I think a couple of years ago um, by uh, a friend of mine uh, who I went to law school with, uh, Michelle Fang, who's the general counsel at a company at, at a ride-sharing company called Turo. And uh, a car sharing company, not ride sharing. Um, and the idea was to get uh, internships for uh, diverse law students uh, and, and, and trying to get folks who weren't necessarily coming from the Harvard's and Stanford's of the world, um, uh, which, but, but also from some, from some smaller schools or less known schools. Sure. And so uh, we've been able to, we have an intern who uh, just finished her first year at uh, UC Irvine law school and um has been in the spending the summer with us um it's not quite the what we envisioned when we uh went down this road because of covid um and so she's remote not in the office with us none of us are in the office um but uh, uh that is um uh, i think so that's an analog to the types of programs you're talking sure. about in the coding field and and uh, you know if it can work in legal there's no reason why it can't uh, work in in tech uh in, in more in programming jobs i know um, I have a colleague on my team who runs our privacy program who was an engineer at Segment for four years, um, and she uh, uh, comes from a diverse background, um, and she uh, got into Segment by coming up through a programming boot camp, um, had no experiences all, at all in programming, and ended up as a product support engineer coming out of a boot camp, and so very, very similar to the model that you're describing.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I love to hear that. You know, the newer schools like Irvine. My my assumption is UC Irvine is fairly new. Um, You know, it's not like a Georgetown or you know Harvard or Stanford where you know they got years and years of pumping out you know really great attorneys. So that's awesome. The fact that you know they're they're doing some innovative things even outside of the tech space. So what would you share? I know, you touched on this a little bit, but what would you share about not only looking to increase diversity, but companies are looking to retain diverse uh, diverse talent. What do you think that requires?
1: uh it requires commitment from the top uh it's not you know I, I think that's one piece of it and um commitment takes different forms um you know you want the uh, the the it, it, it the, the composition of leadership in the company matters and you look at at segment's leadership team it's not particularly diverse we can do better there we're trying to do better there but you know we've uh, it, it's it's it, it it it's a work in progress um uh, so we've got to get better there. Uh, but even even absent that, um, uh, or even while we work on that, I should say, um, you know, making sure that there's exact buy-in to, uh, you know, hopefully the company has uh, employee resource groups, uh, ERGs, and and making sure there's really exact buy-in into that. We have ERGs uh, uh, one called WAGMent, which is women at Segment. We have a, a Segmento, which is uh, Latinx folks. Um, we have Afrolytics.js, which is uh, uh, Black segmenters. Um, we have Queer Query, which is uh, uh, LGBTQ um, focused uh, uh, ERG. So I think having those ERGs uh, is important, um, but they also have to have a voice and they have to have support and, and buy in from the company. So, um, uh, and you know, so our, uh, our CEO is uh, part of our, we also have a DEI task force. Uh, which our CEO is part of. Um, so it, it's there's not like a silver bullet. There's got to sure. be a demonstrated commitment uh, throughout the organization that hey, this is we want people at segment, we want them from a diverse background and but we want them to be successful when they're here and right. and, and, um, and and so like it, like I said, there's not a silver bullet.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, you guys are doing a lot of work at the, at the entry level. And as long as you're promoting them from within, I'm sure, you know, you'll start to see that manifest at the higher levels of the organization as people have a chance to kind of grow and thrive alongside the organization. So it, you get there, no doubt. Based I, on what- I, I,
1: I hope so, but it's yeah. like, it, it it does take, a, it takes commitment, you yeah, know, sure. um, you can't, you can't just sort of like, you know, like throw something over the wall and say, okay, it's just going to, it's going to, the seed's going to germinate automatically.
0: 100% agree. So, um, who is someone like yourself that you might acknowledge as a leader and think that might they might be a good guest on a podcast like this? Does anybody that you want to give a shout out to?
1: Um, how many can I list? I, met, I mentioned Michelle at Toro. She would be awesome. Cool. Um, another person in legal who is amazing is a guy named Chris Young, who is a general counsel. At a um, uh, another tech startup called Ironclad, they're in the in uh, sort of uh, a contract management space. They're really hot right now. They're growing like crazy. Um, there's a couple people at Segment, more on the engineering side. So um, the woman that I mentioned on my team, uh, our privacy program manager, uh, Laden Nasarian, she is amazing. And there's a woman on our design team named Harim Manon, who has done some really cool stuff. Where she will has. She was doing some um, sort of her own like t- boot camp type stuff. It was more just like a t- uh, intro coding, uh, uh, intro coding classes, and she started uh, uh, offering them for for free to uh, to uh, uh, diverse um, applicants. Which which I thought was, I found it I like really it. inspirational. That's yeah. how you get.
0: That's how you get on that slippery slope. Next thing you know, you're working, you're you running a code school. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to be careful there. So that's awesome. It sounds like you got some fantastic folks out there, and I'm looking forward to hopefully maybe connecting with some of them. So um, where can we find out more information about your company? This is a time to do shameless promotion. If you guys got something kind of awesome that you guys are doing, you can make a little plug.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, we, we have our website, uh, you know, sorry. I, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of, a lot of super creative, uh, ideas there. <laughs> That's right. But, give them uh, the websites.
0: What's the website?
1: Yeah. It, it, it's a it's, uh, real simple segment.com. Um, we are still hiring, uh, the company is about 550 people, you know, we're uh, like I said, headquartered in San Francisco, but we also have, um, quote unquote offices in, uh, uh, Denver and New York, as well as Vancouver, Dublin, London, and Sydney. Um, And, uh, uh, it's a, I I will tell you when I came here, when I came to segment, um, I've worked at small companies, I've worked at big companies. I really wanted to go to a startup. Um, uh, I really wanted to go to a place where the product that I could believe in and, but more, the most important thing was the people. And, and I do think it is an, it is an extraordinary organization of people who really, um, care about each other. Uh, we, we, you know, that the, one of the things that makes segment unique is we have, um, Sort of well-defined values, and I, you know, when I when I hear startups talk about values, I or you know, if they have values, they kind of sit on the bookshelf in the corner, and nobody ever pays attention to them. And uh, Segment has uh, our values is something that we 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 talk about a lot, and we aspire to, to really live them out. And they're they're around um, drive, you know, making sure that we uh, uh, complete things that we take on. Focus, we choose very carefully what we focus on uh tribe we how we treat each other and then karma we try and treat our customers and our customers customers the way they would expect to be treated so with big emphasis like i said on first party data um that like we we, we or as i say data but not in a creepy way nice. um so it's yeah it's a, it's a really strong uh positive environment
0: i like it it gives me the gary gary ridge vibe you know gary ridge the ceo of uh wd40 he's very yeah. tribe very tribe and very value focused. And I think that's great organizations that are like that. So um, we we got about the 60 seconds, so we can do a couple things. We can end early. Um, you could share something about maybe what you're working on or you could ask me a question. So what would you like to do? Uh,
1: I would love just to know like how, you, how this all came about because I think it's awesome.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So I have been a uh, software engineer by trade for I'd say the better half of my life. So I started coding when I was 31. Um, But it took me about half of that time to realize I could do it as a like a job and not just a hobby. And that was awesome because then I found out I actually get paid for this. (laughs) So I got roped into the boot camp space about four years ago by a super nice guy, Jeff Winkler. Shout out to Jeff. And he convinced me to leave my cushy job as a senior engineer, you know, eating the snacks off the snack wall and having a great, you know, great time in the office um, and go teach a bunch of scrappy junior engineers, you know, how to get how to get a foot in the door. And it eventually manifested its way into what we do now, which is apprenticeships, which I think is awesome because we're really getting an opportunity to make it accessible, make it affordable, and allow people that traditionally would not be able to go, you know, pay $20,000 and fly to San Francisco and you know, go through a three-month immersive program. It gives those people with with talent, they have an aptitude, they can do this type of work, an opportunity to get in there and make the transition, which is, is so necessary, right? Just a lot of folks that outside of having a, you know, another opportunity their way, this is a big one, right? They can go from, you know, really having jobs and being in retail and, you know, fast food and being in a career path where, you know, they've got some upward mobility and they can help bring other people with them. Super exciting. So I think it checks a lot of boxes. It took a little bit of thought for us to kind of think differently about the model and not just how we make money, but instead like. How do we best serve our students and our customers and then everything just lined up when we started looking at apprenticeship and it was just like duh why isn't everybody doing this right? it works for plumbers and works for electricians and so i feel like you know the future of work is is online it's data it's writing software so this just makes total sense so we're hoping it catches fire and everyone's doing this the next few years and this is sort of the direction of education moving forward so
1: nice well i love the mission i love the i love the mission i love the passion i love the implementation um the final word that i'll leave you with is is that you're uh you i share your passion with, with for food my my wife is a pastry chef we own a bakery in san francisco Oh, that's that so runs. dangerous so oh man so, uh, when you come up here I'll, we'll meet there and uh uh you know I'll treat, she makes amazing biscuit sandwiches uh, oh, wow. uh with eggs bacon avocado yeah they're awesome so yeah Sorry. You
0: had me at at food. You didn't have to go put a bunch (laughs) of jelly on the biscuit there. So that's awesome. Thanks again, Mark, for coming on the podcast. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. The San Diego Code School is a proud sponsor of the Snackwalls Walls podcast. The San Diego Code School is leading companies to tech equity. The tech-enabled apprenticeship program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work. You can help San Diego Code School secure funding for change by hiring developers, bringing a team in to relieve your backlog, or becoming a program sponsor. You can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash sdcs.io.